The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Please visit pod617.com to learn about our podcast production services and view our full lineup of shows. And welcome. This is Frankie Boyer. You are listening to Cannabis Talk A to Z, an educational odyssey on pod 617. And I am so thrilled today because in the state where we are in Massachusetts, there are it's just so confusing about what's legal, what's not legal. We have with us today, our first guest is Chanel Lindsay, and Chanel Lindsay is the founder and CEO of ardent Boston-based cannabis company. And she has been in this through the trenches, and Chanel, you have really drafted, you are one of the people that drafted the state the state of Massachusetts adult use cannabis law and you're also recently appointed by the treasurer to the Massachusetts Cannabis Advisory Board and you also co-founded ECEON which you can all tell us all about that but welcome to the program. Thank you for having me Frankie very excited to be here really exciting times here in Massachusetts for cannabis for sure. You know Chanel Six years ago is when we got medical marijuana. Six years ago, how many how many cannabis facilities are open now? So we have about twenty that are open now. But if you remember, it was about four years before we even got our first medical uh, facility open. So that was a long, hard fight. Um, the establishment here in Massachusetts was very anti-cannabis, even for medical purposes. And then we also had the large issue of who was able to get into the industry under the medical program. There were very, very, very high barriers to entry. And we really saw only the larger um, groups able to have the funding and have the capital to be able to get up under that system. And that's what really actually led to us drafting the adult use law in Massachusetts, one that we hoped we would be much more comprehensive, um, allowing a lot more people to be involved in the industry and also moving it from being vertically integrated, right, which we had under medical, where it really was only these larger businesses that were able to come in and do all aspects of that were required under the license from seed to sale. And now moving into a moving into a system where we have cultivators, producers, dispensaries, and retail shops, and now where our next frontier is pushing for social consumption and delivery um, up in this next upcoming year. Chanel, you've been in the fight. You're an entrepreneur yourself. Tell us about your own company and how you, why you wanted to start this company. So for me, the seeds for Ardent were planted almost 20 years ago now before I even knew or could imagine that this cannabis industry is coming to Massachusetts. And after my son was born, I was still in college at this time, I, I got an ovarian cyst and I started using cannabis as medicine rather than pharmaceuticals. And I love the plant and what it could do for me, but the processes for making those materials, the fact that it was so difficult that I was having to use so much material and really getting in, in inaccurate or um, inconsistent product at the end of the day, that's really where the seeds were planted for Ardent, what we do and the technology that we've developed here. Um, so fast forward almost a decade 
or over a decade to medical marijuana coming to Massachusetts and a laboratory opening up in Framingham. And I started testing out my medicine and finding out that, wow, even after you know, making this medicine for over 10 years, I was still wasting a lot of the available THC and CBD in the plant. Um, That's amazing. Of, amazing. Yeah. And, um, and through that lab research and honing in on what the right time and temperature was for activating this material, I went and I developed um, a machine, a decarboxylator. It's actually a decarboxylator and an infuser because we just did um, the testing in the science it, uncovered the science of, of infusion as we did with decarboxylation to show how people can make really accurate, easy, simply and easily make cannabis butters and oils that are really accurate and really pulling people from the ages of, you know, slaving over a hot pot or a, a crock pot or a stove and just wondering what's in their cannabis to really quickly being able to make dispensary grade products in their home for just pennies on the dollar. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And how long has the company been in existence? So 2013 is when I started working on the first, um, you know, concepts and patents for the product. And we actually officially incorporated in 2015. And we've been on the market uh, since 2016. Um, so up and running for a couple of years now. And now really excited to introduce um, our, our lotion, our edible kits, our, our topicals kits to really take people just from idea of what they would want to actually really being able to um, make whatever they could think of with really just whatever spare cannabis is laying around. I mean, we've done infusions with as little bit of as half a gram um, and people are getting really, really strong and potent oil. So we're really trying to change the way that people even conceptualize using and interacting with cannabis in their home. Has it been a struggle for the few years that you're open and tell us where you are in this journey? Yeah, so um, the first couple of years were definitely a struggle. As you can imagine, I was this, you know, young woman coming on the scene telling everybody that they've been doing this process wrong, you know, and there is the, the unfortunate part of cannabis being illegal for so long is that even really the basic science around it is really shrouded in myth and mystery and being able to come forward with real hardcore science and data, I think that's one of the hallmarks of Ardent as a company is that we rely on science. Science doesn't lie. The numbers don't lie. And there's so many amazing things that we've found out about how you can use cannabis just by, you know, staying true to science and experimenting and, and really digging into it. Um, and so for us, um, the first couple, the first year, it was really just proving and showing people um, that they didn't have to be using a an ounce to make products. Um, this decarboxylation was something that they could use to improve all aspects of, of their cannabis use. And now we have we sold over 20,000 of these units. Um, oh, and this year exciting. we'll do over $2.5 million in revenue. So I think we're definitely, things are, are looking up for us, especially a very small startup that took very little investment money to be able to now be a, a leader um, in cannabis technology. We're really proud of that. Good for you. Absolutely, as you should be. People may not understand the process of what you're talking about and mm -hmm. um, about heating cannabis and why, for the efficacy, it needs to be heated if you're not smoking it. 
That's right. Um, so one, one, what people do understand is that when they think of cannabis, they realize that every time that somebody's using it, there's a heat element involved, right? Like you mentioned, if you're smoking it, there's heat involved. If people are making a cannabis edible or brownie, there's a heating or cooking step. What people don't realize is that's actually a, the fundamental science, scientific underpinnings of using cannabis, which is that the THC and the CBD, those therapeutic components of cannabis, are actually locked in an acid state in the raw plant. So think of it as um, a key trying to fit into a lock if you're talking about the THC and CBD trying to impact your endocannabinoid system. If it's in the acid form, it's just not the right size. It's going to bounce off of your receptors and it's not going to give you the therapeutic effect that you're looking for. And that's, that's often why when people are eating edibles or using different cannabis products, sometimes it works for them and sometimes it doesn't. It's because this underlying process of converting that acid form into an active form is done incorrectly because it's mm-hmm. not just any heat. It's not just any heat. It's very, very, very specific timing and temperature for the heat. And if it's not under that right time and temperature, either it's going to burn off a lot of those active components or they're still going to be locked in that acid state. And both of them leave you in the same position, which is getting very little of the potential that you could be getting out of it. And what this means is that in common practice, because people aren't doing this activation step right, they're wasting 50 70, 80% of the available THC. What people don't realize is that cannabis is very powerful. And if you activate it the right way, you need, I mean, Frankie, just little flecks of dust. I mean, an amount that you wouldn't even be able to roll a joint with in our device, you can turn that into um, a dose for five or six people, an edible dose, right? And so that's what people aren't, aren't really aware of. Um, this decarboxylation process. So we honed in on that process to create a little, it's a very cute little tabletop device, very discreet. No one would even know that it's, you know, related to cannabis. And it's a little laboratory grade heater. It's almost like a little oven, but a precision oven with two sensors in it and a perfect little core that heats up to the exact right time and temperature to activate this. So when it comes out, you can actually immediately eat the flour, just a teeny bit of it and put it in your food with no cannabis taste. You know, it's very, very easy and discreet. Or we just showed that you can take a little bit of oil, add it back to the flour, put it back in our device, and it comes out and it's an infused oil without any messiness or having to squeeze anything in cheesecloth or anything (laughs) like that. Really streamlining the process for people. Brilliant. Really getting it to a point where people are able to accurately dose and really bringing it into the to the realm of being able to control. Um, and, and I think that's what people want, especially people absolutely, who are Absolutely, absolutely. In addition to the work that you're doing, you also co-founded Equitable Opportunities Now. Tell us about this nonprofit. Yeah, so E.ON, Equitable Opportunities Now, um, really was born out of our fight here in Massachusetts, like I mentioned before, to make sure that everybody has the ability to participate in the cannabis industry because this industry is not like any other industry, meaning that its history is one that has left certain communities, particularly black and brown people, um, in a position where we have for decades now been arrested, uh, prosecuted at rates that are you know, 80% times, uh, you know, 80% more than our counterparts. And what that has led to is a real um, um, undercutting of the opportunities within our community, um, a lack of 
of being able to participate not only in the cannabis industry, but any other industry. And what we saw as a really biting hypocrisy um, was that when cannabis became legal, the same very same people who had been marginalized and and over enforced and jailed for this were specifically excluded from the industry. As I mentioned, in Massachusetts, um, legalized for for medical, not only were there high barriers to entry so that people didn't have the money to get in, but there was actually also an explicit that still exists to this day that says that if you have a prior cannabis conviction, you can't even work. You can't even have a job. You can't be an employee in the cannabis industry under the medical side. And so um, what we did not want to happen, what we didn't want um, the cannabis industry to turn into not only another industry that was excluding people, but was actually exacerbating the, the very same problems that, that we saw under prohibition. And so we formed a group and we work along with, um, you know, politicians. We work along with community groups to ensure that as cannabis comes to Massachusetts, that it is equitable. And through the work that we've done with Eon, um, you know, Massachusetts has one of the most, has the most comprehensive equity program when it comes to cannabis. There is priority licensing for econ applicants. There's technical assistance that will be available to people that, um, are trying to get into the industry to whether they want to be employees or whether they want to own. And then we're also pushing for certain carve-outs under the um, social consumption and delivery. And even with that, Rinky, to be honest with you, we are still struggling um, here in Massachusetts. Even with the equity provisions, um, you know, our cities and towns are requiring illegal community host agreements. Um, there's, in the law, it's only 3% that they're allowed to take. Um, you know, this is above and beyond taxes. But these big companies are coming in and they're throwing hundreds of thousands of extra dollars a year at these cities and towns. And these cities and towns are going for it. They're taking it and they're excluding small businesses and they're excluding equity applicants. And so every day it's a fight to actually go from ideals that are in the law to actually implementing it and making sure that this is really happening for people. Because we really only have one chance. Um, and then the industry is going to be set in the way that the industry works with buffer zones and, you know, the, the limited number of businesses that can come in. There really is one, only one shot to make it right. This has been such great information, Chanel. We want to have you back again, but I have to, before I, before we leave, I have to ask you, where do you see the, the industry going in the next three years? in Massachusetts? Within three years in Massachusetts, I think we'll see a stable industry with a variety of different uh, products. I think still within three years, I think there's still going to be a significant amount of scarcity when it comes to product. As we see in July, we were supposed to have um, stores open. We still aren't open. It will be a very, it will be a slow rollout like we saw with um, with medical. Yes. What I'm very excited about is what the other states around us are going to do because you see New York, New Jersey, everyone's mm-hmm. on the move and everybody's looking at us in Massachusetts. We need to get we need to get on the move and we thank you so much. What's the best websites? How can people find out more about your work and what you're doing, Chanel? Yeah, check us out at ardentcannabis.com. That's A-R-D-E-N-T Cannabis. And you can find out all about C-Carb and Infusion. And um, sign up for our mailing list because we, we share all the information about the political and uh, the technical as well. So thank, thank you so much. You so much. Thank you so much. Great work. Great work that you're doing. And we will be back. This is 
Pod 617. I'm Frankie Boyer, Cannabis Talk A to Z, an educational odyssey. Oh, no. Uh, license and registration, please, sir. What's the problem, officer? Uh, well, son, lots of problems. You were, you were doing 115 miles an hour in a 35 zone. You have a blown tail light and a blown headlight. Uh, about a mile back there on the road, you ran over a whole family of deer uh, and some very cute bunnies. You appear to have several kinds of illegal explosive drugs and firearms in the back seat. Not to mention, there's a 300-pound bearded man who's bound and gagged back there for some reason. What do you have to say for yourself, son? Uh, if you log on to pod617.com, you can listen to some great podcasts and produce one of your own. Pod617.com, huh? Okay. Have a nice day, sir. At pod617.com, you'll find on-demand podcasts on politics, sports, music, and amazing storytelling. And pod617.com will produce a broadcast-quality show for you to promote your business or professional service. Listen to the voices of your city and join the community. Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Oh, uh, you know what? I uh, changed my mind. You're under arrest. Aw.